0: For Legal English Podcast is now in session. On today's docket, Alec Baldwin and the shooting on Rust. Welcome to the For Legal English podcast. This is the show for lawyers, law students, and other professionals from all over the world who want to improve both their legal English and legal knowledge. On the docket today, Alec Baldwin and the shooting on Rust. I am Timothy Barrett, your host. This is episode 003 of the For Legal English podcast. Before we begin, I want to point out that we don't know all the facts. There's an ongoing investigation, and there's already a lawsuit filed Whether it'll be criminal charges or not remains to be seen, but everyone is presumed innocent until they're proven guilty. I'm basing the discussion on this, on what is publicly available in some news reports, so I'll restate those news reports as I understand them, and then I'll use that as a starting point for a discussion so we can talk about some of the issues that might be involved. And as lawyers, how do we analyze these issues? Of course we're not giving any legal advice or determining liability but we will discuss it and bring up some of the points that do determine liability so on the 21st of October they were shooting a movie in New Mexico called Rust Alec Baldwin was both a star of the movie and one of the producers the movie is about a story from the Old West so something in the 19th century but while preparing to film that scene he pulls out the revolver, he points it, and pulls the trigger. There was a live round in the revolver, so a projectile went downrange and it hit two people. One was the cinematographer and another crew member. Both were transported to the hospital, and the cinematographer later died from her injuries. The first point we want to talk about is firearm safety, both in general, using firearms, and on movie sets specifically. Then we'll talk about murder and the mens rea requirement, what what criminal liabilities there might be for this death. And then we'll talk about other liability, other criminal as well as civil liabilities. So when dealing with firearms, there are often uh, four safety rules that are that are discussed. One is don't point at anything you do not intend to shoot. Don't put your finger on the trigger until you intend to shoot. And a third one is treat every weapon as if it were loaded. And here we seem to have all three uh, firearm rules being violated. So let's start with the the last one first. It apparently the assistant director picks up the revolver and then says it's a cold gun, but either did not check to make sure that it had no live rounds in it, or did did so improperly. You know, either way, that that person was was wrong, was incorrect. He hands it to Alec Baldwin, and Alec Baldwin apparently didn't even check to see if there was rounds in it, live rounds, or not. Now, normally, people that are around firearms, the first thing that they do is, whenever they pick up a a weapon, is to show clear, is to make sure that it doesn't have any ammunition in it. They'll empty the magazine or open the, the drum, if it's a revolver, and verify that there is no ammunition in it. And if you see them hand it to another person, then that other person should do the same thing. Even if they've watched the first person do it, if they're being handed the weapon, they do it themselves. If they hand it back, then the first person is going to do it yet again. Mm-hmm. And normally there shouldn't be live rounds on a movie set. So I do have some firearms experience. I don't have any movie experience. But everything that I have read online is saying that should not have, have live rounds on movie set. That violates most of the normal protocols. One of the reports is that some crew members were using the same weapons, the same revolvers, for target shooting on downtime. So that would be kind of a big violation of general safety rules. That was in one of the the early reports. So it'll be interesting to see how the uh, police investigation bears that out if that happened or not. Alec Baldwin pointed it, we have to believe, at the cinematographer and the person who was behind them and pulled the trigger. There are some reports that there was a misfire, but I don't think that's accurate. It's probably they they don't understand what that word means. It appears that he did pull the trigger and uh, there was a live round. The round went downrange and hit the person that he was pointing at. So why was he pointing at this person? Really, there's probably no legitimate reason to do so. So that would be a, a clear violation. Now, what about receiving a weapon that hasn't been cleared, does someone have liability for receiving a loaded firearm if they didn't check it? Normally, I would kind of say yes. Maybe not liability for murder, but they do have a responsibility to check the weapon for themselves, not to take it on somebody else's word. Like I said, I don't know about movie sets, how it normally works, but what I've gathered recently online, just reading up on this story and similar stories, the armorer, who's the... The crew member who's responsible for all the firearms will normally pick up the weapon, make sure that it's whatever condition it's supposed to be in for the filming, and then hand it directly to the actor. Not somebody else, but directly to the actor. And certainly, if the actor is told not to check it themselves, just to rely on the armorer, then that may make sense in certain settings. So if they relied on the armorer, who is supposed to be the expert, then I think that, that would make sense, but it would depend on you know, what was actually discussed and how is it normally done in the industry. Another thing that you have to consider for Alec Baldwin is, I think he's 63 or so years old and has filmed many, many movies, probably dozens of movies, a lot of them involving firearms. So this is not his first movie. This is not his first rodeo. So however it is normally done, that would be a big factor in whether he, he made a mistake, whether he's liable for those mistakes, that sort of thing. But another question is, what did he believe was in the revolver? Did he think that there were blank rounds or dummy rounds? Obviously, he didn't believe that there were live rounds, but why was he pulling the trigger? So even if he didn't believe that there were live rounds, he didn't know that there were live rounds. Why was he pulling the trigger? Let's move on talk about murder or manslaughter and the mens rare requirements. So traditionally, especially under common law, to prove a crime, you'd have to prove the actus reus and the mens rea. The actus reus was the act. And in fact, often when I would teach this, I would give the example, maybe not so much a movie set, but a play, but an actor has a, a gun or is given a gun, he pulls the trigger and somebody is killed. Are they re- responsible? Well, they have the actus reus. They picked up the gun, they pulled, the, aimed it, pulled the trigger, and somebody died. As a result, so therefore there's the actus reus, but what about the mens rea? Did they mean to do that? Did they have a guilty mind? Did they have criminal intent? And certainly they did not have criminal intent, you know, unless the facts are very different. Under murder, it has to be intentional, that you wanted these actions to happen. From what we understand of the facts of this case, there's no possible charge for murder. No one had really the mens rea to kill someone. Now, again, maybe we'll learn something much juicier after the investigation is made public. And certainly if you watch a lot of uh, crime shows, it seems like almost every crime show that has lasted three or four years has some kind of scene like this, some kind of episode where, you know, an actor kills somebody unintentionally or, or do they or was somebody using them to kill someone, that sort of thing, which is very interesting to discuss, but usually not real life. Now, even though there's not enough mens rea for murder, there might be mens rea, the criminal intent for something lesser, such as manslaughter. Manslaughter, the mens rea requirement is usually reckless or negligence. What we discussed about the violating the firearm safety protocols or firearm safety rules that could constitute reckless and negligence. We need to know more details. We need to know, you know what, some more details what actually happened. But certainly there might be a case for manslaughter for some of the people that were involved. Let's look at other liability. Besides criminal, there could be civil liability. This could be for wrongful death against Alec Baldwin for pulling the trigger, as well as who else was responsible. The other individuals, the assistant director, the armorer, who appeared to be kind of in in that chain as well as the producers or the companies involved in filming this film. There's already one witness who is a crew member who is nearby and has filed suit, uh, emotional distress, something like that, arguing that Baldwin and and the movie did not live up to their duty of care to keep the crew members, the people around safe. I'm not sure that that is going to have much merit because he wasn't one of the people that were uh, physically harmed, but it's interesting to see what happens in that lawsuit. But certainly the, the family of the person who died, the cinematographer, as well as the other person who was shot, certainly have a, a very strong case against the, the people as well as the producers of the companies. And people can be both criminally and civilly liable. It's a little bit dated now, but about maybe 25 years ago, there was a, a big case with O.J. Simpson, who was at that time retired, but he was famous for being an American football player and had a lot of cameos in different TV shows, movies, so he's still very much a celebrity. But he was arrested for murdering his ex-wife. In the criminal trial, at the time it was the trial of the decade, and discussed uh, almost 24-7 at different TV channels, things like that. But in the criminal trial, he was acquitted. The jury said not guilty. But later, the family of, of the woman sued him for a wrongful death, and he lost that trial. So by court, he was held not criminally liable, but civilly liable. In the show notes for today's episode, I'll post some some more articles that you could read if you want to learn more about the facts of this case, as well as an earlier blog post that I wrote about the case. And if you have any questions, put them in the comment section. So today we talked about liability, legal responsibility, which can be both criminal and civil. We talked about actus reus and mens rea. We talked about murder and manslaughter. Intentional, reckless, and negligence. Did we use any other terms that were new to you or unfamiliar to you? If any of those words are new or you need a better explanation, please comment in the podcast show notes, and we'll make a post about it to explain those terms. Please subscribe and give us five stars in a review. We're a brand-new podcast, so that would be very, very helpful. If you have any questions about today's topic, then please comment in the show notes. Go to our website, 4legalenglish.com. 4 like the number 4, and no spaces or dashes, for legalenglishcom Check out our blog articles and our available courses, as well as the show notes for this podcast episode. The For Legal English podcast is adjourned. Don't miss our next Docket Call.